welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is going to be Bible prophecy. We're going to cover a couple of questions that have been coming into my emails lately. The first one is, is the beast, the Antichrist, now alive on the earth? It is surprising to me how many people are wondering, wow, I wonder if he's actually alive on the earth today. Well, I can tell you the answer to that. The Bible tells us real clear, and the simple answer is no. He is not. And you may be thinking, wait a minute, Stan, you're always saying that the tribulation is only a few years away. If it's only a few years away, he'd have to be alive on the earth now. No, because that's not the way it works. He is not here one day, and then the next day he is here. What? Okay, let's go to the scriptures. 11.3, Revelation 11.3. Now, first of all, this is talking about the two witnesses. We'll start there to kind of get a running start. I'll give power to my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth, meaning these are the two anointed ones, and these are the two that are battling the beast and the false prophet. As the beast and the false prophet are in the Holy of Holies, the two witnesses are walking up and down the streets of Jerusalem, causing havoc to the beast and the false prophet, refuting pretty much everything they say and do. And they have some very big powers, as you'll see in just a second. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth. That's the morning star. In other words, it's like a light sword. And that light sword kills both body, and soul. So you don't want to mess with the two witnesses. If any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. Literally, their enemies fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. Fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies, and if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And here it is, when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit, I'll read it again, the beast ascendeth out of the bottomless pit. Well, what's in the bottomless pit? It's departed souls. What is the bottomless pit? Well, my daughter, Leslie Ann, who leads Praise and Worship at a church. A number of years ago, I remember specifically, I saw this event. We were at a crusade we were doing in New Orleans. And a couple of prophets both looked at each other, and they smiled, and they said, double portion? Yes. And they walked toward my daughter. At that time, she was probably 12, 13. And they both, with both of their hands, both touched her on the forehead at the same time, And she hit the ground like somebody hit her with a sledgehammer. And she was down. I mean, she was out. She was was knocked out for over an hour. She got up with an amazing story. And she was shown the conclusion or where two of her friends that uh, one had died in a car accident and was not a Christian and the other one was well I'll have to get her on the radio let her tell you the whole story but she saw the other one in the bottomless pit and she said what was happening is she was falling and falling and falling for all eternity and about like every 12 to 14 foot there was a demon chained to the outside of this like a round hole 
okay, like a tunnel, falling down this bottomless pit, and there was a demon chained like about ever 12 to 14 foot, and as these people would fall by the demon, different demons had different kinds of stabbing weapons, a knife, uh, a hatchet, uh, axe, things. so as they'd fall by them, they would hit them this, and, and they had flesh, and the flesh would flay open, and they would scream, but then it would just heal right back up, and then they continued to fall to the next uh, place where the next demon was. So that's the, the bottomless pit. So the beast right now, the Bible says, right now at this moment, he is not on earth. He is in the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit is a place on earth where a person falls and falls and falls and falls and falls with no escape. And according to what Leslie Ann was shown, that these demons with these stabbing weapons are on the edge, cutting these people as they fall. Okay, let's back up and read that again. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them and kill them. Now, that's all we're going to read right there. That's more interesting stuff after that, but it's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is the beast... When he comes into the earth, he will be loosed out of the bottomless pit. Means right now he's not on the earth. One day he's not on the earth. The next day he shows up. Then let's go to Revelation seventeen seven because again, remember the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So if it is guaranteed that it is of God, you will almost always find it found in the Bible twice. Here's the second time. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and the beast that carrieth her, which had the seven heads and ten horns. Now this is talking about the seven heads and ten horns. That is the seven continents divided into ten global regions. So when it says that, this is talking about the Antichrist that heads up the world government. It's saying the beast that was once alive, but is not alive now in 70 AD when John was given this. And he shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and goeth into perdition. Now, what's perdition? Perdition, what I've been talking to you about lately, is because perdition is when you, you get tossed into the bottomless pit, but you do not get soul death. Instead, if you take the mark of the beast, those are the ones that are tossed into the perdition. And perdition is where the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer are bound and tormented day and night forever and ever with no hope of escape. Nothing. It's total torment, total torture. So it says, The beast that thou sawest was once alive, but is now not alive in 70 AD, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder. Now, that word wonder, that's a real big word. See, I've been telling you that it's important that you get people my book into their hands, miss the mark. It's important you get the book into their hands that they receive Jesus now. Why? Because when they see the beast, I'm about to read it. What it's about to say is when they see the beast, when they hear the beast, he's going to look so good. He's going to sound so good. If they are not saved by the time they see the beast, they will probably not be saved. Wait a minute, I thought there's a great harvest coming. Yep, there is. But you have to understand, there's a lot of people that won't make that harvest. Let me read it again. The beast that thou sawest was, meaning was once alive, 
and is not, meaning is not now alive in 70 AD when John got this, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder. In other words, they're going to be awestruck. They're going to be mesmerized when they see this guy. They that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold, that means when they see the beast, when they see the beast, I hope you're listening, when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. In other words, when you see that beast, and I believe most people alive right now, you're going to get to see the beast. I do not know an exact date, but I can sense in my spirit and just about everybody around me, everybody I talk to, everybody that is like really following the Lord knows it's soon. And that's all I'm going to say. It's soon. But it's saying that when you see the beast, when your friends, neighbors, relatives, when your brothers, your sisters, your sons, your daughters, when they see the beast, if they are not already saved, if their name is not already written in the book of life, they're probably not going to be saved. Uh, let me read it again. Listen carefully to what it says. And the beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. Now, before God said, let there be light, before eternity created time, before time was created, before the earth was created, one of the first things that happened is the book of life was written. The Father gave the Son the book of life, and in it were the names of those people he was given for the book of life. Now, there's other places that says that, yes, your name can be added to or taken out of that book of life. It all depends on our choices. So we've got to make certain that our friends, neighbors, relatives, work friends, church friends, our sons, daughters, all of them have received Christ. If they don't receive Christ now, that's what it says. When they behold the beast was and is not and yet is. In other words, when they see this guy, they're going to wonder. They're going to be mesmerized. They're going to be shocked. Their mouth is going to fall open. Their eyes are going to get big. And, and all of a sudden, that spirit, that spirit of the Antichrist will come on them. That spirit of, I mean, like you see in Adam Schiff. He, he, he lies and he doesn't even know he's lying. Well, that's the kind of spirit we're talking about, the spirit of the Antichrist. So back to our question. Is the beast or the Antichrist alive on the earth now? No. No, absolutely, positively not. No, he is not here alive on the earth yet. He's not here. Okay. Well, then when does he appear? Oh, well, that's a very good question. Just happens to be the next question we're going to get to. So when does the beast appear? More specifically, how will we be able to spot him? If we want to be one of the ones that can spot him at the very earliest, at the very first sign of the sun rising, you might say, the very first time he appears on the scene, how can we spot him? Okay, here we go. Here's the way to look for him. We're going to go to Daniel 7, verse 3. Now, this is the four beasts. I'm not going to read all of it because I've read it lots of times. You probably understand it anyway. But it's talking about four beasts. The first beast was like a lion and had eagle's wings. The lion is England and the eagle is America. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, meaning that America was taken out of England. That's all it's trying to say. The next one is a bear 
And it raised itself up on one side, had three ribs in the, in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said thus unto it, Arise and devour much flesh. And, of course, the Russians have killed a lot of people, and in the future they're going to kill a lot more. Then the third beast is a leopard, had four wings of a fowl and four heads. That means it's going to be a Muslim confederacy of four nations, each nation having a head, but those nations cooperate and work together to form what you might call a caliphate. And in my opinion, the leopard, or the third beast, has not yet formed, but I believe it was December 21st, there was many Muslim nations that met in Singapore, and they're talking about going around the dollar and beginning to sell oil for gold and trading in a bartering-type system. And the four nations that are primarily heading it up was Turkey, Iran, Malaysia, and Qatar. So that is, they're talking about the rise of the beast. All right, now, let's get back to our question, though. How can we spot the Antichrist early? When will we see him? When will he come on the scene? Here it is. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast. There's your world government. Dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. Now we know from Daniel chapter 2 that iron is the Roman Empire. And it devoured and broke in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse. That word diverse, that's real important. Now it means the simple understanding is just different. However, I'm going to be able to show you here that what it's really saying is that it's not human. Meaning the beast, the Antichrist, is not exactly human. Another place in Daniel it says, And they shall mingle their seed with the seed of men. Then in Revelation 13, it says, And it was commanded them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. Well, what's an image? It means it's not of God. It's not in the image of God. It's some other kind of image without getting into all that. I'll get off my topic if I delve into that much. So anyway, it was diverse from all of the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. That's your world government. Now, that's the point. That is a really, really big point. I want that to soak in. Because it is saying, until you see the world government, you will not see the beast. That's what it's saying. Let me read that last part. That's real important. you got to remember that, brothers and sisters. You're not going to see the Antichrist, the beast. You're not going to see him until there's a world government formed. And was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Now, here's the part that proves you got to have the world government before you can see the beast. I considered the horns. What that's saying is the world government has been formed. He sees the ten horns, the ten horns, the seven continents divided into ten global regions. He sees them. The world government has been formed. Now, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, meaning... Once the world government is formed, there's going to be another leader that will come up after the ten have been formed, and it will overthrow three of the ten global leaders in its rise to power. So it overcomes the three. So that's what you look for. First, when you see world government, you can say the beast is coming, but you can say the beast is not here yet. He's not on the earth yet. He's not on the earth today. He is not going to be on the earth when the world government forms. And my best guess is probably 
after America falls, they will raise up the world government. That's just a guess. It's my understanding. It's been that way for years. So once the world government is formed, and only when the world government is formed, then there will be another little horn. In other words, another little leader before whom three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots. So he overcomes three of the other 10 global regional rulers. And behold, in this horn were the eyes like the eyes of a man. So people might say, oh, well, the Antichrist is not really a man. It's just a system. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Bible, Bible clearly says that this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things. Well, Revelation also says that it was given him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy and powers given him to continue 42 months. That's three and a half years. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. In other words, this beast. See, the Bible says that his look is more stout than his fellows. You look up that word stout and it means greater. He's going to be the best looking man that has ever walked the face of the earth. He is going to have the best speaking mouth. He is going to be an orator beyond all orators. He would, if he had to debate Donald Trump, he would walk him in the dust. Nobody will have a mouth and look as good and sound as good and answer all the questions as good as the beast. But you don't see the beast until, A, there's a world government. I'll say it again. You will not see the beast. That's what Daniel says. You will not see the beast until there's a world government. And then you'll see him overcome three of the other, of those 10 global regional rulers, whatever they're going to call them. He'll overcome three of them in his rise to power. So when you see a world government, you see some guy comes up, he overthrows three of those 10 regional rulers. You can look at him, you point to him with confidence, you say, there he is. There he is. We've been watching for this character for 6,000 years, and there he is. That's him. That's the Antichrist. He's going to look good. He's going to sound good. And he is going to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect, which is why you need to order my book, Miss the Mark. Three hours to read through it. It's a skinny little book. We want it to be skinny. We designed it that way. We designed it easy so you can hand it to people, even if they're not even Christians, even if they're of another religion. But one thing about it. It's a quick, easy read. They're going to get that book and they're going to say, oh, well, this is a simple little book. I can read it. That's what we want. But if they read that book, they will never take the mark of the beast. They will never take the mark of the beast. As a matter of fact, let me tell you a little story. So Sunday morning, of course, I always arrive at the church early. And one of the first people that walked in was Tony. I'll even tell you his name. So Tony walked over and sat by me. He said, your book. I said, yes. See, because the week before it had just arrived and I held up six copies and I said, I've got six free copies here for anybody who wants one, come get one. And <laughs> all of a sudden they were, they were gone out of my hand. Well, Tony was one of them that got one of the free books. So he comes up, he, he sits down and he says, your book. Yes. Have you read it? He said, yes. And I thought, okay, this can be the first comment I get. <laughs> I get from anybody about the new Miss the Mark book. So I sat down beside him, very in, interested in what he's going to say. He said, now, Stan, he said, as you know, I've been a prophecy student for a long time. And I've read and studied the prophecies for a long time. And he said, this book painted a new picture 
of the end times for me, a picture I had not seen before. He said, it opened my eyes to the way it's really going to be. And he said, and yes, it has put in me a dogged determination to know the scriptures, to stay close to the Lord, but absolutely, positively, under no circumstance, will I take that mark of the beast. Now, I was already had my jaw set. (laughs) I'm not going to take the mark of the beast. He said, but this, he said, I'd never seen the end times like this. It painted a new picture, and he just kept kind of like blinking his eyes and kind of looking at the ground. He said, it painted a new picture for me, a a new picture of the end times that I'd never seen before. I said, so you liked it? He said, oh, yes, very much. I said, well, that's good. <laughs> I thought, well, i got to bring him on the radio and let him tell you. But uh, So anyway, now you already know. So, yes, it's very important to get miss the mark. Now, let me explain my problem. So the way this is supposed to work, if you sell 5,000 books, and that was the number of our first order, if you sell 5,000 books, the way it's supposed to work is you're supposed to at least have the money to order another 5,000. <sighs> Well, I think my heart is your heart, and I think your heart is to win as many souls as possible. And when it comes to keeping them out of perdition, eternal torment, that's got to be a a very, very high priority. So what I'm trying to say is I think I priced the book too low. I I mean, I didn't go in and calculate all of the, okay, well, you got to pay someone to fill the orders and take the orders and, you know, got buy boxes. Anyway, I, I, I've actually lost money that, to get to the point here. I've actually lost money on selling these first 5,000 books because I placed an order, I guess it was Friday, for 10,000. And I don't have the money to buy the 10,000. And, and they've given me a ship date of 3-2. So that means I gotta have, well, with all of the books, if I put it together, I gotta have that book. I gotta have Leslie's manual and Leslie's what it takes to be a prophet. We gotta have three books printed, and we need about seventeen thousand dollars to do that. So either I've got to raise the price for miss the mark, or I, instead, I don't think I have to do that because I think I, I think I've got some real soul winners listening. I think I've got some people that would give their life for Jesus. So a man on the radio that's asking for a little bit of extra money to kind of make up for a mistake, and yeah, I don't know, is it a mistake, or is, maybe it's my real heart to just try to get the word out. Okay, I mean, it's not about money, and you know that, and I know that. It's not about money. It's about winning souls, especially keeping people out of perdition, keeping them out of eternal torment with no soul death. And so... I'm just dogged determined I'm not going to raise the price. Instead, I was talking to a friend last night. I said, no, I I think that they'll stand with me. I I think that we will get people. I think I'll get people that will stand with me saying, no, 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 do not raise the price. Do not. I I will send donations. I will help you. Uh, But that's what I need. I need about $17,000. And I'm not asking any one person to come up with that. I don't know. If God has blessed you, you, you know, just pray to ask God. He'll tell you what's sin. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you more than you can possibly be blessed, especially keeping people out of perdition. That's what this book is all about, keeping them out of eternal torment, no soul death. So one book is 20, but I tell people don't do that, and almost no one is doing that, by the way. We offer Miss the Mark in shrink wrap groups of 10. 10, or one 
group of 10 is 25, two groups, 40, four for 60, one for 25, two for 40, 40, uh, four or 40 books for 60. Now, I don't have to tell you, you do a little calculation, that's everything that's below our cost. So I'm asking you for your help. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. I made a mistake, but I don't think it was necessarily a mistake. But I think my heart's your heart. I think you want to see people get this book. You want them to understand not to take that mark. And that's more important than God's going to replace it to you anyway, many times back. So anyway, if you can help us with $17,000 to get these books printed, that would be very good. And we do need it here in the next few weeks. So if you could help us, that would be great. All right, now let me tell you briefly about my other book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. The bottom line is I memorized the book of Revelation, and God gave me one audible voice, 30 revelations, and two visions. And in one of those visions, he showed me that there is a secret door that links the feasts of Leviticus 23 to the prophecies of Revelation. And for the first time, we can know the correct order of Revelation. See, Revelation is not written in chronological order. Some people think it's stacked like a cake. Some people think it is in chronological order. It's not. But when you understand, and you look at the book, and I've got two charts in it, it the, the comments, matter of fact, let me tell you some of the comments. So we've sold over 10,000 of Secret Door, and so far, at least, I have not received one email. Please don't be the first one. <laughs> Just so you can say you're the first one. But I haven't received any emails criticizing it, complaining it, saying I'm out to lunch, I'm cracked, I'm totally wrong. I've got a few questions, you know, like, for example, what's the difference between a grape and a, and a tear? But for the most part, people have really had very big complimentary things to say about the book. And thank you very much. And it all goes to the Lord because he's the one that gave me all the wisdom. It's all from him. And then, by the way, it's not because of me. I'm ever, I don't even think it's because I memorized the book of Revelation. I think it's because of you. I think it's because you've been called to be part of his end-time army, teaching prophecy and walking in miracles. And he wanted you to have this information so that you can teach Bible prophecy and walk in those miracles. Look, the end times really are here. I mean, we're looking at the potential in the next few years of America falling, and that's a high and a reasonable expectation. So I think he's got this book to you so you can understand how to teach the end times. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. Both books can be had at prophecyclub.com. Then go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com, sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. And I've been talking about how it's mostly training, but I also want to talk about the miracles. Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? And for the first time in my life, I heard the audible voice of God when I was awake. I heard it before in the night, but this is awake, looking at the monitor. And it said, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded to my heart is as the judgment hits. That's very important. As the judgment hits, so will my miracles. And he, was, he impressed on me that there are miracles like no one has seen going back to Adam. No one has ever seen the kind of miracles. Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21 says, O Lord, my strength and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. 
and have made into themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah, meaning a worldwide revival. Now, for various reasons, we believe that last year's crusade in April, Sevenfold Miracle Crusades, was the start of the greatest miracle revival in American history. We believe that this is the second one. While I do not know, I can't get God to tell me a sevenfold miracle is going to show up here, he has told me that he's going to show up again. He showed up last time. I believe he's going to show up this time. And what we're praying for and fasting for is sevenfold miracles to begin at this crusade. And in an upcoming broadcast, I'll spend some time explaining to you why I believe that's a high probability. Meantime, go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Get signed up and also be sure and get the meal package because it's a really good deal and you're not going to beat it anywhere. You can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at watchprophecyclub.com. Download our free app from the App Store. 